Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode nine of Building My Board. We finally got to the safeties, finally got to that one special special teams player. And I'm excited because it's another secondary uh, session. We're going to be talking about 2019 safety prospects. And uh, after watching so many prospects and coming down to this, and even the Titans drafting one of these players, um, and really me pondering on taking um, another prospect um, paired with the one they actually took was actually pretty cool. Um, So without further ado, let's get down to it. My number one ranked Safety from the 2019 draft class was Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State. I mean, you put on the tape, and this guy was laying out guys with NFL um, NFL prowess and NFL energy. and He looked like an NFL player playing amongst co- collegiate talent. And I don't mean by saying that he was just head over heels more talented than everybody but what he was doing, you could tell that he watched NFL tape. He emulates NFL talent, and that's his strong suit. You know, I mentioned him laying out people. He's a he's. Um, I don't want to just earhole him into being like a or pigeonhole him into being and put him in a box of being a box guy. But that's where he makes his money. He's a he he excels versus the run. He excels um, laying the big hit. He excels in pursuit. Um, Two career interceptions. So the ball production isn't there for Jonathan Abram, but it certainly isn't an indictment um, on his ability to catch the football or to make plays on the ball. Um, To his credit, Mississippi State, they had a great pass rush, got to a lot of quarterbacks. To his, uh, you know, on his... Defense, it was the SEC. The quarterback play isn't the most elite. Um, and that means just getting the ball out, you know, whether it's taking a sack or throwing the ball away. And he, he made the, the jobs of Mark McLaurin, who had eight interceptions one year, um, and Jamal Peters, a cornerback. You know, McLaurin was the safety opposite of him, who had a lot of corners who was considered the ball hawk. A lot of teams did not throw to Jonathan Abram, period. So he has that type of effect on the defense where he can cut a field in half and he can cut down ball carriers. Really like his game overall. Just NFL-ready prospect. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a guy who dropped from rumored bad interviews. I watched some interviews of him. Didn't necessarily see that, but... That's the separation, right? That's why I got to get there. What did they see that I didn't see? But that happens all the time. Um, He eventually got drafted. Um, I want to say is the Saints. And I think that's good value for them. I think he's great in the slot. I think he's a great, uh, um, strong safety prospect. Don't necessarily see him as a post safety or a a free safety. Um, Like him in the box. Like his ability to play in the slot. Like his... The playmaking ability overall, um, good in zone. I trust him in man. 
Um, a tenacious player that knows how to turn the ball over. And when he gets it in his hand, he knows how to score with it too. Undersized, not huge. Same with Abram, but really like their game as it projects to the next level. Right under them is Juan Thornhill. Um, Juan Thornhill got drafted by the Chiefs, which I think that is a perfect need fit for them. Uh, Juan Thornhill is a guy that reminds me of uh, just the way that he can be an asset to a defense, very similar to Tennessee Logan Ryan. A guy that I think Logan Ryan, if he can't play corner anymore, can certainly drop back and be a safety uh, as a post safety. Um, and I think that's how Juan Thornhill is. I think he can play in the slot. He can play outside corner. He can play post safety. He can even play uh, box safety, strong safety, if he improves his tackling. And I'm about to get to that. His only weakness is he ducks and dives at people's legs a lot. And I like to see him become a better form tackler. But in terms of his football IQ and his athleticism, 40-inch vertical, um, decent speed, um, ability to cover uh, sideline to sideline. I really like that aspect of his game. You should see him prosper with the Chiefs rel relatively soon. Amani Hooker and Nasir Adderley were kind of tied for me. Um, I had Hooker a little bit higher simply because of the level of competition. I really do place a lot in that. You got to have context. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Nasir Adderley is more versatile. Um, you know, I think that he's a prospect that can play in a slot, could even play corner if he wanted to. To, play, to be completely honest, the same kind of with Darnell Savage, this versatility that they have. Um, I think he's a tenacious player <clears throat> out of Delaware. Um, I think Amani Hooker was a guy in that fourth round range. He was one of the prospects that could have certainly been my pick. For those that don't know, I went live before every pick, and you know it came down to him and a few other prospects. And uh, I think what Amani Hooker provides is a prospect that excels in sub packaging, whether that be a dimebacker, which is basically an extra linebacker on passing downs that can cover. Um, I think he can play in the slot. I don't see him as a post or free safety. I don't think you give him that type of coverage ability or responsibility. Um, I don't like him in man situations consistently. I question his hips and ball tracking ability, but I certainly trust him in in terms of where he's in zone or has has where you rely on his play diagnostics. Because as a play diagnostics guy, I really like what he sees. I really like his instincts there. So slot, strong safety, sub-package, backer. Make him stay away from man, man situations and free safety responsibilities. I really like him, though. I really like that value. You know, like I said, right now he's my fourth safety, and the Titans took him in the fourth round. So that's good value there. Um, Adderley's versatile as all get out. That's a good gift for the Chargers. Darnell Savage went to the Packers. I think that's good. Kind of a complimentary guy as a safety, better as a slot guy. Um, don't put too much on his plate. Let him play in that short, where he can use his short area quickness, zone schemes, and allow him to eat that way. Um, 
Jaquan Johnson, and Adarius Pickett. Pickett was actually picked up as an undrafted free agent by the Bears and has since been released. He was just a hard hitter. That is is a guy that is an enforcer, special teams type of prospect that you want to develop, get him in at that strong safety role. But, you know, he'll get his chance. He certainly will get his chance. Jaquan Johnson is very similar as well as I just mentioned, a box safety to all get out. Very sub-package, like don't trust him in coverage. Haven't seen enough from him there. But in terms of in the box, he will bang with anybody. Fullbacks, offensive linemen. I don't care if you send an elephant at this kid. He's going to bang with them. I really like him in the special teams role, strong safety role, sub-package role. In the box, you know, providing an extra defender that's going to be in there, that's going to stick his nose in there. And uh, he'll take out pulling guards to, you know, free up, you know, his teammates to make plays. He's just a very physical football player, you know, undersized. But I love the way that he plays the game. Um, Right under that trio is uh, Willis from Michigan State. I really like his all-around game. I mean, he's not athletically gifted, not super fast, but he does his job. And I really like him as a solid overall prospect. Mike Bell, I really like him as a developmental drafting stash guy, incredibly physical. Seldrick Red Ron from Miami, you know, they with the turnover chain. And, you know, he probably got that a lot for forcing turnovers. Just was around the ball. Some friendly fire, not necessarily like a technician or a, a true safety prospect, more of a special teams guy at the next level but always around the ball causing some type of havoc. Uh, Nick Scott out of Penn State reminds me of another guy from Penn State, of Adrian Amos. Amos is, you know, certainly the better prospect overall athletically and and even size-wise. But Nick Scott was a guy that great teammate, uh, Jim Rat. He's going to be a special teamer that's going to be a reserve safety that's going to make uncanny plays in camp. And that's what's going to keep him around. His locker room presence and the ability to make that uncanny play when you need it the most. Chris Johnson out of North Alabama. Not a lot of people are talking about it. I think he's a guy that is kind of in the mold of Cody Davis that plays for the Jaguars. I think he resigned with them. Um, Cody Davis used to play for the Rams as well. Just a long, tall guy that I think matches up well with bigger wideouts that is coming into this league and that's been in this league. Fast for a size, he's about 6'2 or 6'3 type of safety that I trust, that I trust to go up against bigger guys, even tight ends, to run with them, be that just a pesky, long-armed guy, get in for pass breakups. Um, has to get acclimated to, to this level of competition, but I like him as a draft and stash, uh, practice squad, uh, undrafted free agent trial guy, see what happens from there. Marvin Tell, uh, is a guy from USC that I think that for Titans fans, he's in the build of like a Ty Smith, very skinny, lanky. Um, but I feel as though that um, he does provide, what he does provide is a tenacious guy that is very much a showman. Um, raw, has to work on tackling, open field tackling, but good late, late, um, late in the draft process addition, whether it's drafting or undrafted free agent, 
Saquon Hampton looks the part to all just a perfect looking safety. If you build a safety, that's what he will look like out of Rutgers. Just doesn't have the football instincts. That's it. And he's a drafting stash type of guy, but most of the time, those guys don't pan out. He's probably going to be a perennial uh, practice squatter until people give up hope. But as I said, he does his job. He does okay. Like, I believe some better stuff that's okay. And, um, a good player, I think Nagy. That's fine. And you're not just saying you're just a, this. But I think college should take pride in that. And I wish that college sometimes paid these athletes or gave them some type of more financial security because they do give a lot for these universities. And they do make a name. They do their butts off. And they should be able to turn that to professionally. I made enough money for you. I was there. That's a whole other topic. They go ahead and look to the some natural football. Teams. All the form. Uh, PJ Locke is a late pickup by the Steelers um, as an undrafted free agent. He's just a hard, hit, hard hitter. <laughs> you know, he'll do great on special teams. Um, as a reserve, might get some reps as a strong say. And I, um, much to be desired. Coach, I think not long or lengthy. You know, not going to, you know, leaping over any coverage. Um, but he's a hard special team at the next level. That concludes the guys that I have on my board during this process. Like I said, this is post-draft um, version of building my board. The pre-draft is all Twitter hashtag building my board. And underneath, I always comment extra prospects that were not mentioned. So go check out on Twitter if you have out. If not, you know, you know these guys this podcast. Um, and I want to special teams players, a punter and also a kicker, Jake Bailey out of Stanford, who actually ended up dropping. And I know why. The guy had a four-yard punt last year for Stanford. And for the past two seasons, yes, I want to say, inside the 20, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, he punts inside the 20. It, 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 I mean, I mean, we all know how far works. Able to be that kind of coffin corner, uh, pinpoint accuracy um, as a kicker punter. Like I said, I'm mentioning his punting problems as a, as a, as a kicker. He's not, uh, you know, he's not a bump that either. So, I think that's the just, you know, I'm sure who would take him in between, I mean, take him in the fourth round. I want to say it could have been six, even four, six. I understand six rounds, but who knows? I really like that was my one special team like kicker that I really like. Had him. so congrats to all the I ever mentioned. I truly don't stand for any of them. I'm just calling to see it. Um, and thank you, my work. And thanks for If you like it, you know, tell somebody. Um, and uh, that's it. Um, Barnes University Radio. You know. Um, during this process, like I continue to hate to be repetitive, but um, live before every Tennessee type pick, saying my pick, so there's no talk about hindsight. It's 2020, literally documented what we've taken over the past seven years. If you don't know, I've been um, extremely accurate on my assessment for players that the Titans, uh, I'm not gonna say Titans should have taken. I think a better way of saying it is that I would have taken that the Titans didn't. And there's some, there's certainly some players that we've seen eye to eye on that we've both selected. You know, and obviously they actually selected. This is just practice for me. Guys like Kevin Byard, who is now the best safety in the, you know, in the league. You know, not opposed to that 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 at all. Actually, was a, a good pick. Um, shared picks like Jack Conklin, but I would have moved him to guard. Yet, I'm trying to think of shared picks that me and Jay Rob have had. You know, as recent as. You know, DeAndre Walker in this past draft. So we'll see how that goes. Thanks for tuning in. Um, can't wait for the next episode. Can't wait for what's to come. God bless. It's Charles Barnes, Barnes University Radio. Thank you. Tighten up. God bless. All of the above.